Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamily Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi, guys. Welcome back for another episode of Beauty is Me. I hope you guys enjoyed our last episode on celebrating the Hispanic Heritage Month, mental health in the Latino community. Things have been picking up, right? I have a book also coming out very soon, also part of Lat- uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, Latino Heritage Month. Um, it's called Latina Women Who Boss Up. So check the show notes for more information. It'll be coming up. But in giving you all that update, I'm so excited to have Rachel Fiore. She is here to talk to us about some amazing, amazing things. And But before she begins, <laughs> let me tell you who is Rachel, guys. Rachel Fiore, she is an occupational therapist that specializes in mental, emotional, and behavioral health, as well as a certified coach. She is also the CEO of Self University. At the Masters of Self University, Rachel uses her impressive experience to guide clients to find positive change in their lives and to redevelop as well as reignite their current relationships. Guys, it's like loving season coming up. People are warming up. So let's see how we can reignite those relationships. So outside the Masters of Self University, Rachel Fiore is also an author and a keynote speaker. With Rachel loving to cover topics about relationships and transformation during all of her presentations. She's worked in the field for over 23 plus years, empowering tens of thousands of people, couples, coaches across the world to reach a new level of mastery in their life. Rachel, I am excited to have you here. You have so much to share with us. And I just want people to know who you are. Tell us about your story and welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. It's a pleasure to share this space with you, Jamili. Yes, yes. So tell me about your story. Like what got you into this 23 plus years wanting to help people with relationships, with healing themselves, with transformation and coaching others? Yeah. So, I mean, it really started from my childhood, having a very abusive childhood, you know, very disengaged mother, a very abusive, mentally ill stepfather um, who was bipolar and abusive in many different ways. And, you know, I had my first shift into spiritual awakening at 13 when I looked at him right before he was about to unleash this rage upon me, you know, for the millionth time that it was like an out-of-body experience for a moment. It was, oh my God, this has nothing to do with me. His abuse has nothing to do with me. Stop taking it so personally. At it's 13. not about me at all. At it, 13. It's not, and yeah, and at 13. And so from then on, I mean, I really made a vow to myself when I went off to college that um, I was going to make sure I understood how this really affected me growing up like this. Because I went away to college and excuse the language, but this is what I said to myself. There is no way I'm not fucked up from this. There's just no <laughs> way. No way you could go through this and not be messed up. So yeah. my vow was really to myself that I will stop at nothing to discover how I messed up and to heal myself. Because on the surface, everything looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
you know, everything looked phenomenal. And, but there was just no way. So I had an awareness that there was deeper work that needed to be done. And I just knew that I was going to spend my life, no matter how long it took, healing me and figuring out me. No way did I want to help other people. <laughs> I didn't want to help other people. It was, I didn't think I'd be qualified enough to. I wanted to heal myself. You know what I find fascinating is that at such a young age, you recognize this because at 13, your brain is still developing. Ego is still at the center of adolescence. And so you could have easily been like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Why are they abusive? Why them? Why them? Why me? Why me? And instead you reframe that and said, what's wrong with you? It's something therapeutic that I use with with clients. It's always saying what happened to you. And for you to have that aha moment at such a young age and then in turn say, I need to fix myself. I need to heal myself. That's impressive. Like, I'm just blown away by you even sharing that because at, at a tender age, not a lot of people have the ability to recognize that. And you did. And you know, part of it was, the the emotional agony that I was put mm-hmm. through, I remember saying to myself probably countless times as a child and as a teenager, mm-hmm. I don't, I would rather be dead than continue to feel this pain. That's how excruciating being treated like that was. And I don't ever want to be responsible for making someone else feel that way. Mm-hmm. And I did that moment at 13 was it was my higher soul. It was just my soul left my body. I could look at the scene, you know, from a, an above view. And I was able to see this is not, this has nothing to do with me. That the A minus I got that he was, you know, flipping out about, which is an F, you know, an yeah. A minus. How could you get an A minus? It's a triple F. <laughs> yeah. Are you, like, you know, that. so it was that moment of these are his programs. Mm-hmm. And so part of what led me on that journey eventually over time yeah. was a process, not just in, you know, getting a master's degree and specializing in mental, emotional, behavior health, that that's part of it. And that's all great. I, edu- I promote education very much so. But just as importantly, if not more importantly, is your own spiritual awakening to realize that you're going through these things for a reason. Why don't you learn why and what you're meant to learn from them and how you're meant to grow instead of being trapped in victimhood? Wow. Wow. Oh my goodness. Rachel, so tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing. With all these years of experience, I know a a part of what you're doing is really trying to help people heal with their mental, emotional behaviors that are like internalized and in their body and getting it kind of moving. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So in, you know, my discoveries and research and everything I've done, our our shadow self, our ego, our darkest parts that we like to pretend we don't have, mm-hmm. they're made up of four quadrants. Those are your mental programs, your emotional programs, your behavioral programs, and your inner child wounds. What we don't realize- mental, emotional, behavior, and inner child wounds. You guys got those notes. Come on, take out your pens and pads and write this down. <laughs> <laughs> write it down. Because those are how you are reenacting your childhood over and over and over again, and you have no idea how. You see it mostly in romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. You see it in your business relationships. You see it in your friendships. You see it everywhere. You see it the way you react to the news when you watch that stupid crap yeah. that's nothing but negativity. Your reactions to things, what you're triggered by, how you show up 
in a relationship or with other people are all in your subconscious. They are your mental, emotional behavior and inner child programs. That's all they are. I'm sitting here and I'm just like screaming inside because I li- I had this conversation um, and onboarding a new client for mental health um, services and I was just giving backgrounds on emotions and how trauma. So you you're you're putting in the context right because at the end of the day we're we're gonna speak some of the same language but our um, I guess training track is is different of of how it's it's presented to us. But I was I was saying that it's like how what what happens with trauma in our childhood is stagnant, is dormant in our body, but it shows up in our relationships, how we work, how we manage our finances, yes, the way we eat, the way we think, how we, you know, how we manage ourselves on a day-to-day basis from when yes. we wake up and go to bed, a lot of that is impacted. So for you to say that and just bring it into full context of the four quadrants, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm geeked out. Let's keep going. <laughs> That's exactly it. And it is there so prevalent in everything yes. we do. We just don't grow up with this awareness and this education. And then we do things like we think that, um, oh, this just isn't the one for me if it's a relationship or that just wasn't the job or, well, that boss was a real asshole. Yes. Uh, But guess what? So here's the tricky part. It doesn't mean in my, I, I now certify coaches to do this specific work. Okay. So in my mystical life coach certification program, I had a, a, a student, a coach in training mm-hmm. um, who was describing what was, what programs he was running, what triggered him that week. And it was his boss. And it was the way his boss started yelling and being intimidating. And there was all these adjectives and how he described it was beautiful. And in this work, this is the beauty of the work you know, I'm looking for a new job, got to get out of there, except that what his boss was representing were the inner child wounds that are not healed yet with his father. So when we look at and separate out, well, what are the mental programs? What are the behavioral programs? Can you see the behavioral programs of your boss? What are they? Let's list them because that's part of this work. It allows you to see and gain this acute level of awareness and wisdom. And he was like, exactly how my dad used to treat me. So you take you with you wherever you go, wherever you go next, this is going to come up again because it's not healed yet. So instead of changing our relationships over and over, our jobs over and over, heal first, heal yourself first. What's being mirrored to you is there for your soul growth. Use it to heal and expand yourself. And then magically, your job is either going to be amazing or you will then find the perfect one that is now the, the fit for your higher healed self. And it'll be the job of your dreams. Oh, my God. I'm I'm just sitting here like. It's. It's in, it's intense and it's amazing just that. And hearing what you're saying, because I think all of this plays out on a day to day, I'm thinking about the great resignation and a lot of people shifting, leaving and shifting and leaving to some of them for nothing, you know, for for just to take care of their mental health. This pandemic has really, really impacted so many of us and has Mm -hmm. impacted how we view the world and impacted Mm -hmm. how our dormant mental health needs are really coming about. And so when you saying that in, in triggers and perhaps all these jobs that people were in accepting the, the, what is, and now being in a different 
element, a different realm and saying, I'm no longer going to take this. I no longer feel mm-hmm. comfortable. This is no longer satisfying me. It's, it's like an, an awakening, a collective awakening that, that that's occurring, but it's it important is. to pinpoint. And I always say like, what is, you know, one of the, the philosophies that I use is that take a, take a pause, take a moment to take inventory and then think, what is triggering me? What is it that I'm feeling? Why is it that I'm feeling this way? Because you're right. Someone can remind you of a childhood. There could be a reaction that is triggering for you, or if it's fear of rejection, fear of um, criticisms, fear of isolation, that, that's th- this event, this person, this thing can kind of trigger that. And so how we react and how we show up is is based on that. That's exactly it. Because if you're triggered, there's a wound. Period. 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 If you're triggered, and I mean by anything, even the the most horrific injustices, if you're triggered by it, and be careful, a lot of people think, what do you mean? Because that means to be complacent and, and turn a blind eye. Oh, no, 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 no. Not even remotely close. To stand in your power and to be fully healed and whole means that you're not triggered by that, but you recognize the injustice. You stand in your power with it and you learn what it actually means to rise above. Because Ooh. if you come from a place of victim consciousness, oh, poor me, oh, I'm a woman. It's so unfair, all the sexism that, that's alive in the world today. I'm a victim. I can't change shit in the world if I'm a victim. All this racism, poor me, I'm a minority. I'm, you're coming from victim consciousness. You're not going to change anything in the world. And guess what? People who have been victimized are the ones that hold the power. They're the ones that have to learn how to unlock it. You think the victimizers, the people who are the abusers, the ones who are who believe in their insane minds that they're superior to you, you think they're going to change? Nah, we have to move out of force, step into our power. And that comes from first healing me, myself, and I. Now try to challenge me when I'm in my power. If I come from hate, if I come from anger, if I come from inequality myself, what does that mean? That I actually believe I'm inferior is one way it shows up. You think somebody who's superior or a man in the world who thinks I'm the weaker sex, do you think that has an effect on me? It's hilarious Mm -hmm. because I'm in my power. So then you rise up by healing yourself and becoming whole that's how you change systemic sexism and racism and all the other isms that we got going on in the world. You have to heal yourself first. Now you have the ability to change and change in massive ways, but fighting and hating, you're acting just like them. Mm. You're acting just like them. So we need to learn how to step into our power and actually learn what it means to transform situations in the world that cannot happen if you don't first transform yourself. Yes. So Rachel, how do we, in, in not only in transforming ourselves, but I know one of the, the works that you do is um, identifying and removing yourself from negative relationships. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it all goes back to you. What programs are you running? I, I've i had a lot of people come to me. I don't know. I don't know if this is the one. We're having so many problems. You know, it just means that they must be the, the wrong one. Should we break up? Should we divorce? And my guidance almost always, 
the exception is abuse. Abuse, no. you're in the of wrong relationship. Get out. Yeah, you got it. And go. then you need to not get into another relationship and you need to focus on healing you. I want to make that very clear. Right. But outside of that, I always tell people if you move through this level of transformational healing that we offer at Masters of Self University with mm-hmm. these coaching programs, you really do the work. Both you and your partner are going to completely heal and become whole. And then guess what? You are going to do one of two things. You are going to live happily ever after or together, or you're going to live happily ever after, after you separate, but you're going to separate with love. Mm. When we think of the word divorce, think about what comes up when we think of the bitterness, the (laughs) the the drama, the drama. The accusations, the, the, the TikTok trends of I just found him cheating on me and finally my divorce and here's my divorce party. That's exactly. And the fighting and how expensive yeah. it is to go through the divorce and go, showing up for court however many times, fighting over children. Oh, it's horrific. Yeah. But if you do this level of transformational healing, authentic transformational healing, you're never going to heal at the behavioral level. Mm-hmm. But you do this level of work and get heal the roots of why your marriage or your partnership is falling apart to begin with. Both of you heal. You both become powerful. You both become whole. And sometimes those couples really in that moment decide, oh, my gosh, I have so much respect and compassion and honoring for you. I have a lot of love for you. And I realize it's time for us to go our separate ways, but they go with love. Mm -hmm. There's no resentment. There's no such thing. Mm -hmm. That's emotional and spiritual maturity because they were willing to do the work. So Rachel, can you give us like some tools and tips how we unpack our emotional, mental, and behavioral program that we have going on? How we, I lost you there for one minute. So how we act out our emotional program. How do we unpack this behavioral program, our mental and behavioral program, this programming that we have going on? How do we unpack that? Yeah, it's so the first thing is you have to go through, it's a process. Mm -hmm. It's a process. Nobody's going to learn this stuff and heal, you know, in a matter of a weekend. So I want to be very transparent with that. I always say it's a journey. Yeah. It absolutely is. Um, but when you learn the process of this, you first learn what each type of program is. You learn what are your mental programs? What is your mind saying about him or her or the situation? And then after you learn all the different programs, mental, emotional, behavioral, and inner child wounds, mm-hmm. in those moments, I'm triggered, which means I need healing. Mm-hmm. So we are gaining an acute level of self-awareness. Because if I focus on my partner or the pandemic or other people triggering me, I'll never heal. I'll never heal myself. My focus goes to me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. Even if the person in front of me is a total jerk, a total jerk, my partner's being a total asshole right now, even if that's the case, they're triggering me, Mm -hmm. which means I have something that needs to be healed, that needs to be seen by me. Mm It's like they so, say that um, how you respond says way more than the action that the other person is. Um, it does. If, yeah. It does. Because what we don't understand, we don't learn this growing up is mm-hmm. that thing in front of you that's so unkind and so unfair, and it really might be, yeah. is is there to show you 
something about yourself. And guess what? If we live in, you know, oh, positive vibes only bullshit, you're human, you're going to have negative emotions. Give me a break. Mm -hmm. It's, we live in this world where if that doesn't show us what we need to heal, we'll never know. And we won't do the work. No way would we go in and, and face our pain that is buried in there if we didn't have our human experience showing us constantly, you're suffering, you're getting triggered, things aren't going your way. Yeah. That's what forces you to finally heal yourself. So they're gifts. They're very unpleasant, <laughs> but yeah. they really are gifts. They're gifts of the opportunity to heal yourself and become more powerful. Oh my God. I love it. So Rachel, what are some tools that you give? Give us like three tools that you usually give some of your coaching clients on being able to move forward and healing yourself and changing these, um, ideologies that we're born with either because of culture or, um, mm -hmm. parental conflict or abuse, mm -hmm. neglect, trauma, et cetera. Right, right. So it's first the acute level of self-awareness. We have to learn how we are actually showing up in the world versus how we like to think we're showing up. Mm, I love that. Versus how we like to think we're showing up. So if we're judging our partner, whatever they may be or may not be doing, if I'm judging, that means I am in judgment. I am running a program of judgment. Why am I doing that? Probably because I was criticized and judged as a child right? So it's first level is just become very acutely self-aware when you're triggered by anything. And what does triggered mean? It means I've been pulled out of 100% peace, mm. not 50%, not 99%. Something pulled me out of peace. You see, if I am not 100% peaceful in my heart and in my body right now, I have a program running. So there's a clue that I have something that needs to be healed. And being pulled out of peace doesn't mean I don't rise up against injustice, that I don't set boundaries. I'm not passive. I'm powerful and we have to learn the difference. Mm -hmm. So acute level of self-awareness of your triggers, um, of your learning what it means to run programs and learning mm -hmm. what those are. And the most important is I teach a process in our, in our coaching programs that we offer at Masters of Self University. Mm -hmm. I teach a process of how to actually go in and connect to your heart center mm -hmm. and allow that to come up and start to heal everything that got activated within you. When you learn how to do that, energetically, you're healing everything mm -hmm. when you learn that process. And as you heal and become more peaceful and more powerful, you also become wiser. Yes. You handle things differently. You handle problems in your relationship or at your job or the problems and injustices of the world. You tackle those very differently because you're now starting to listen to your heart center, which is the place where wisdom is. Our minds can only contain knowledge. Knowledge mm -hmm. is not power. It's not. It's, it's a stepping stone. It's a place to start. Mm -hmm. Wisdom comes from our heart center. Heart center means peacefulness, means power, means I'm connected to my higher soul. That's where wisdom comes from. We want to listen to that, not our crazy mental programs telling us to do this, that, or the other. No, we want to let that go. We want to drop into our heart centers and learn what that means. It's a physical, energetic thing. We want that to start to lead us and guide us because that's our intuition telling us, don't go that way. Don't take that path. Go this way instead. And you just innately know to follow that. That's your divinity talking to you. 
Yes, I love it. I love it. Rachel, you have given us so much information and you left us like with a lot of cliffhangers, but we do it for a reason, right? So that people can go find you, try to figure out if they can get your book, go find you as a coach, whatever that is. So tell us where can people find you? Yeah. So the first is go to mastersofselfuniversity.com. Mastersofselfuniversity.com. We have amazing programs, incredible coaching, deep, deep transformational healing for individuals and couples. And we have an incredible mystical life coach certification program. Unlike anything, it is the only one of its kind in the entire world. And it is global. And you can also follow me at Rachel underscore Fiore on Instagram. Yes. Rachel underscore Fiore guys, and go to mastersofselfuniversity.com. I will put it in the show notes. Rachel, do you have any other knowledge nuggets you want to leave to the guests before you we finish. <laughs> I have an offer. I can give you a free gift if you yes. would love a free gift. Yeah. I can offer you a mini master class, how to save your relationship mini master class. It's a free mini master class and it is yours. Oh my God. I love that guys. It's winter time. And sometimes, you know, you're more cuddled up and hopefully the Delta variant doesn't make us <laughs> go into another lockdown. So you might want to take this course to save whatever <laughs> relationships you guys have going on. Rachel, <laughs> thank you so much. It was great having you here. Thank you, Jamila. It was such an honor to be with you. Appreciate you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.